Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And it's almost 4th of July. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness. Another holiday weekend. (laughs) A very different 4th of July than last year. Yeah. Last year was very somber. Uh, Quiet. Well... Well, Quiet on the inside because <laughs> none of us had plans, but outside was has been booming for the past couple of years, right? Oh, yes. Uh, more than ever. I'm sure that many of our listeners also feel the same way. Fireworks are a thing that people just continue <laughs> to shoot off. and They're a thing. <laughs> I mean, they've been bad in my neighborhood. Um, I have yet to meet anybody who has not complained incessantly about the fireworks around them. It's it's like a problem in every neighborhood. It does not matter where you live, what your socioeconomic status is. This is a common denominator. My next door feed is nothing but fireworks. Truly, yeah. My next the next door app, me too. It's like, what are we gonna do about all these fireworks? And it's like explosions. Was that fireworks or gunshots? Yeah. My dogs are so scared. I mean, these are the the topics. There's nothing that we that can really be done because fireworks are kind of an immediate thing, and the cops takes them more than three seconds to get to a place. So yeah, it is really hard to enforce. Although I have heard of certain cities cracking down supposedly on them, Um, and it's just like it just seems like the past couple years. I, I, and I don't know why. I mean, last year it seemed like it's because people were stir crazy or something, mm-hmm. but they started earlier than ever before. It's not just reserved for a special event like Memorial Day or Fourth of July. It's like 4 p.m. on a Tuesday and there's bombs going off outside. Like, what is yeah. that? It's it's people bored. It's people. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's there is no real way to like enforce it and and make it a thing it's like either you have the fireworks shooting off or you have a helicopter overhead patrolling for fireworks and so, in my case I have both I'll yeah. admit that you know especially living I live in a tall building and initially last year I was like this is so cool I have a view of the fireworks but then it does get really yeah. old every day and I don't have a pet and that is if you are a pet owner or you have a next door account or something, I'm sure that you are aware that this is not only are people complaining about the the noise, it's the the effects it's having on the pets. And I feel bad. I'm sure your dog, Abby, is struggling. She is one of those dogs that does not like fireworks. Um, last night, she kind of reached a new personal low. Um, <laughs> she typically when she gets really freaked out, she'll go under our bed. Um, But she was so scared that she came into the bathroom where where my husband was taking a shower. Um, She also hates water, like freaks out about water. And she, it was like, she was so freaked out that she chose the shower. Oh, it was the lesser of two evils for her. It was. It was so sad. I have a picture. I can send it to you. This oh, poor dog. We should post it on our on our Instagram. Yeah, the effects of fireworks on little anxious dogs like Abby. It was so sad, and I was like, "This poor dog is traumatized into a shower, which is her literal idea of hell." <laughs> 
as opposed oh, poor thing because it'll make her feel safer than being out in the open with fireworks so yeah and it's it's you feel so helpless I'm sure as a yeah. pet owner you don't know what to do the pets don't know what's happening they have no idea why it's happening mm-hmm. and like what can you do we we do a similar story every year but it's for pet owners just basic tactics that you can take to try to keep your dog calm during the 4th of July or <laughs> from Memorial Day through the summer um yeah. and you know there's such stuff as making sure they have a secure place that they can hide, that they know where they can go to. So kind of shepherding them to that, making sure that they're wearing their collars and that with their, their tags at all times in case they do get out, you know, making sure all doors are locked so they don't like scurry out if they hear a big boom. Um, making sure they're hydrated. I, I didn't know that, but like oh, if you, that- if you're dehydrated, you're more anxious as oh as a mammal which makes sense that makes sense I'm anxious when I'm dehydrated me too so um we will link to that story in our show notes yeah Um, if you want some tips on how to keep your aminal safe yeah because it's sad they're just trying to they're just trying to live their lives I know and all these people are going around blowing stuff up if the days leading up to fourth of July are any indication it's going to be a a big blowout but yeah we'll see well We'll see. We hope everyone has a safe and happy 4th of July. Um, Okay, we have another recap for you. We said we're going to do it again, and we are going to do it again. Uh, We like Celebrity (laughs) IOU. (laughs) We keep our word. So we decided to watch the next episode with Leanne Rimes. Leanne Rimes, we all know Leanne Rimes. She dominates the radio, the charts, country star. Did did (laughs) i believe you made a little bit of fun of her last week for being kind of a has-been well compared to some of the other stars on celebrity iou and maybe i did but you know what like (laughs) she charmed me this week and wasn't she so charming she was so sweet i was like leanne can we be friends she was yeah, I think so she's calming. a great pick for this episode, and it was the stark contrast to last week's with the with Chris Jenner and um, Kylie, or sorry, Kendall and Kim. Yeah, this is what if I'm thinking about like a charitable show. This is what a charitable show should be. Yeah, Leanne helped out and p- paid for the renovation of her, one of her very close friends, her friend of twenty years. Um, she called him her therapist, her interventionalist, uh, Roger, who lives in Sherman Oaks, California, which is just outside of L.A. Um, he helped her through a really dark time eight years ago. And I know exactly what dark yeah, time that was. We all lo- know what time we that all was, know. too. <laughs> For those of you guys who um, maybe weren't privy to the tabloids at that time, um, Leanne Rhymes when uh she, her low point was being in the public eye because of an affair that she was having with Eddie Cibrian who's another actor um they met on the set of a TV movie they were both married at the time um but they you know fell for each other started this relationship and uh, they're still together by the way yeah they're still together i had to look that up but they're still together which yeah. is pretty miraculous and it seems like she you know has integrated into 
the lives of his kids and they seem pretty happy for the most part, but they did end up getting married in 2011. And during that time, I mean, you remember seeing paparazzi shots of Leanne. This, I feel like this was one of the major stories of, of that year or of those couple of years. Like 2011, 2012, 2010. Yeah. yeah, Just the scandal involved with, with all of these, because they were all names, they were all actors. And, you know, Eddie was married to Brandy Glanville, um, mm-hmm. uh, Real Housewives fame at the time. Leanne was married to Dean. God, what's his last name? It was like Char, Charmet, Char- Charmet. Yeah, Charmet or something. Yeah. Obviously, he wasn't a household name, but uh, <laughs> there was just a lot of uh, behind the scenes details coming out. It seemed like an, on every tabloid headline all the time. And I, I remember feeling for her kind of at the time, like, God, it, it, there was Hounded. no, it was relentless. There was no Hounded. mercy. I, I remember seeing, it was so clear that she was going through a rough time because I remember seeing that paparazzi picture of her on the beach and she's so skinny and it's like, what's wrong with Leanne? Like, yeah. Every single Us Weekly, People, Star Magazine cover was like, Leanne Rhymes. You know, it was, yeah. It must have been absolutely horrible. And so she they said. They weren't very that, kind to her. So we, when she said, yeah, that this was the dark point of her life, I, I think we all <laughs> knew what she was referring We're to. We're like, oh, we know, girl. <laughs> Um, but that's where Roger came in. Um, her, her pal, Roger, he picked her up and helped her see that she needed help beyond just, you know, kind of white knuckling it. I don't know if she had like substance abuse problems, but she said that she did check into a facility for, um, depression and anxiety. Uh, so she, she kind of, took the reins and, and got help. Um, and that was in large part because of Roger. Yeah. And his, and his prodding. So she wanted to thank him. She said that he's, you know, always doing for others. That's just his outlook. He never does for himself. He's also mm-hmm. a huge cook. He's Italian and he likes, he loves to cook for an army. She loves <laughs> to eat. <laughs> she said, <laughs> you know, he always fed me. He fed me literally. And then he, he nourished my soul. And so she wanted to do something to give something back to him. So they wanted to renovate his kitchen, which Everybody acknowledged the property of others included did not look that bad. It wasn't, this was not yeah. falling apart. The house was, uh, as you mentioned, Natalie from in Sherman Oaks, it's from the 1960s mm-hmm. and, uh, there's nothing particularly wrong with it. The layout was a little cramped, but then the property brothers got their hands on, on it and they showed us what it could be. And it was mm-hmm. amazing. Well, and Let's so we found the house like we were able to go through the records and find the house. Um, it's a 2700 square foot home, which I mean, I know they only focused on the kitchen and the bathroom, but that's a sizable house. Like it's a yeah. nice house. Four bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, which we saw one of the full baths on on the show. Uh, as you mentioned, 2,700 square feet. It's really nice and airy. There's lots of windows everywhere. And something I've wondered with these shows is how they make it work when they renovate just one room and make it sparkle and, and look so mm-hmm. modern and luxe. 
And then it's like, well, does the rest of the house just look like wet garbage? But I think we didn't see the other rooms in Roger's house, but I think in this instance, just from the listing photos, um, they're, they had a lot to work with. Yeah, they did. And it all, it all matches. It's all that like minimalist Zen. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about, about what they envisioned for the house, what, what renovations they were making. So the kitchen was very narrow. Uh, I believe one of the Scott brothers actually called it almost a three galley kitchen because Mm -hmm. it had those like narrow parts. It was divided in half by a pointless wall where you hang a TV. Um, So you'd have to like, like if you were boiling water on the stove and you had to take it over to the sink or vice versa, you'd have to go around the wall. It was very weird. So dangerous. Yeah. Very dangerous. (laughs) Roger said he almost burned himself on many occasions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only that, but there, (laughs) I, I, uh, I related to this part. Their laundry was in the kitchen and that was offensive to the Scott brothers and I understand but as a as a fellow laundry in the kitchen person sometimes it can't be helped right well that's why I thought that there that Roger's place might have only been like a 1500 or like a 1300 like a smaller home because that is often the case if you have not a lot of square footage you have to put the kitchen where the rest of the water appliances go so like mine yeah, like mine too. Hello. But I'm we're in apartments and that's kind <laughs> are, of like yes. what you expect to sort of get sometimes. You don't have the luxury that you would in a single family home to put your mm-hmm. laundry room in a place that actually makes sense. Um and so they rightfully so were like why is this here? You have 2700 <laughs> square feet. We should move it because you should not be wa- washing your unmentionables while you're you know, making bolognese. Yeah, it's overall, the biggest issue with this kitchen was the layout. Yeah, it just didn't make sense for anybody and especially for somebody who avidly enjoys cooking and entertaining. And that's probably the place that he spends the most time in his house is like that kitchen. And then also the adjacent backyard area that had a nice little deck. It's cute. Um, He had a barbecue, uh, but it was in no way like an outdoor kitchen. Like it was just no. a barbecue on a deck, which for most of us, God, I'll take that. That looks great. But this All is that was fine. property brother. So they're going to like <laughs> Scottify the place. And- yeah. And Scottify it. They did. Like, I mean, yeah. They, yeah, they started with something that was totally fine. And I was like, impress me. I dare you. Impress yeah. me. And they totally did. They really did. Yeah. So overall, okay, so their projects that they're doing, new indoor kitchen, new outdoor living room, which includes an outdoor kitchen, fire pit, um, slash fireplace. Those what they ended up with. Fire feature. Fire feature. And they extended the deck. Um, Uh, And the pizza oven. And the pizza pizza oven. oven. Oh, my God. So many things. Um, And then they relocated the laundry room to the hallway. And so a lot of they re- a lot of work. They redid the bathroom. That was also there was also oh, a bathroom yeah. right off the kitchen, which was weird. It was like a weird layout, and then they kind of moved it and put in a new shower and did new tile and everything. Like <laughs> Roger got a lot of bang for his for Leanne's buck here. Yeah, they did all of this in five weeks too. That was crazy. How much do you think this cost? This had to have gone <sighs> over six figures or into oh, the yeah. six figures. I, I mean. 
I would guess maybe like 250. I, I possibly higher. Yeah, maybe? it could be. I don't know. I don't know how much like the a fire an outdoor fireplace would cost in a pizza oven. I'm guessing the kitchen because they literally ripped everything out and did custom in the kitchen. So I'm guessing that that kitchen was probably like close to six figures if you're going to do custom cabinetry, yeah. new countertops, new appliances, and then relocation of pipes for a laundry. laundry room. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it um it cost a pretty penny, but God, it seems like Roger deserved it and was so appreciative for it. Yeah, I was a little skeptical because in the beginning they were asking Leanne what Roger's style was and how they wanted this to look, and she said they're not light and bright. Or sorry, mm-hmm. she said Roger's not all about light and bright, and she he likes things that are moody. And mm-hmm. so they started thinking about doing a black kitchen. And I was like, ooh, aren't the property brothers, though, known for doing nothing but kind of like all white kitchens? Like, is this going to turn out well? And I thought they aced it. They, this is probably one of their best black kit because they have done a dark kitchen before. But it always, you know, my extensive knowledge of their um, renovation <laughs> projects that they've done on the property brothers shows, they they really nailed it with this one in terms of making it not quirky because like sometimes if they're doing a dark kitchen they're they're like oh let's you know throw in this like funky tile this and that or like you know these fun like a a they love to do a statement wall like if it's a all black kitchen but no they really restrained themselves and kept it zen kept it moody kept it sophisticated it was yeah it looked fantastic they had black cabinetry a black backsplash with some veining in it Mm -hmm. um yeah there was black everywhere and yet it didn't feel heavy heavy or dark it felt light. it did feel light and bright but Mm -hmm. in all the ways that roger probably wanted it to All, all in part due to a knocking down that weird wall that was like preventing you know sight lines and then also the huge sliding glass door that they put in to the the outdoors which that was the point at which I wrote down she's very involved because Drew Mm -hmm. Jonathan and Leanne were all involved in this project of putting in this wall-to-wall sliding door and I just thought like damn she from demo to the very end like she was very much involved in this renovation project like doing actual manual labor yeah it was it nice impressed to see. me with her. She was she was just very sweet. She was very genuine, and I I don't know. Like I liked Leanne Rhymes before being from Nashville and like a country girl, but uh, I don't know. The show just really like spun her in a really good light. I also thought did did you notice that the brothers seemed to be more comfortable in this episode than I thought they were in the last episode? Yeah, for sure. Like they were joking around a lot more. They just seemed a lot more at ease. And I wondered if maybe they had been possibly intimidated by the Kardashians. <laughs> I, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, for sure. They just seemed to be having a lot more fun with this project. And I thought that that made it a lot more fun to watch. They, well, they made a lot of jokes about hot bods and <laughs> their, their pipes, as they called uh, their arms, which was kind of weird. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I could have done with like five less mentions of like their hot renovation bods and their 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 pipes. They're gonna use a lot to of emphasis things. on them taking out their shirts. I, I, yeah, I didn't need that. <laughs> Drew. But- Drew cut off Jonathan's shirt arms at one point, which I was like, that was, that was planned. Okay. Good job, producers. You got that one in there. (laughs) Somebody go down to the big lots and get us another plaid shirt. We got to cut the sleeves off of it. I guess if you are considering a big renovation project, um, look at your house and think about the flow and does the flow make sense? If you're trying to decide, should we redo the 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 main bathroom should we redo the kitchen should we redo the backyard pick the one that has the weirdest flow and like prioritize that because any if you are selling in the future any any buyer is going to come in and be like wait so if I have to boil pasta I have to carry it around the island to the same like there it's just gonna yeah it's gonna bite you in the butt so that's that's me putting a little advice spin on this episode, I guess. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, I just think it's an enjoyable show to watch. I'm excited. Who's up next? It's Kevin Hart. Oh, that's, that'll be a good one. Yeah, he'll be he'll be good with the with the brothers. Yeah. So it's the next episode's Kevin Hart. Um, after helping him through a critical injury, Kevin Hart wants to thank his trainer and friend, Boss, by transforming his back house into a sleek man cave. He teams up with Jonathan and Drew to give Boss a stylish space where he can relax with friends. Cool. All that right. Sounds, that sounds good. Let's move right along to making moves. This is the segment where we talk about houses that we've talked about in the past. We're going to keep tabs and check in with these sagas, um, two sagas. <laughs> I'm sad to report that Shaq's place is back to active. For the second time. <laughs> it was pending his Windermere, Florida home that he's been trying to sell, trying, trying, trying. It is back too active someone the funding fell through someone said no 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 some contingency was triggered so his house is back on the market for 16.5 million (laughs) and Shaq is still trying to find a buyer it's just the ball has been kicked down the field the ball has been thrown down the ball is in somebody else's court now Yes. Yes. Sports pun. Got it. Exactly. Um, no. Godspeed to Shaq. Um, okay. And then another saga that we've been keeping tabs on. Um, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson sold her Nashville home. We, we talked about that a little bit ago. Um, and now she has reportedly bought a new house in Los Angeles. Yeah. But she still has... The Encino farmhouse on the market. Yes. Right. So this one she bought in Toluca Lake, which is kind of, it's close to all of the big studios, like Universal Studios and NBC Studio, like all of those studios up there. Um, I don't know if NBC is whatever. Um, <laughs> so it makes sense that she would want a place that's like 
walking distance to where she probably films her her talk show um because she she definitely walks to the studio (laughs) yeah because she totally is just out there walking down ventura boulevard (laughs) i mean she she is uh, you know very earthy and like grounded but i don't think she's that down to earth um (laughs) <laughs> but but she, but Encino is like not that far down the freeway from Toluca Lake, so it's like. So then, why do you have? She must have just found this house. <laughs> we're very confused. I, why are you replacing one house with another house? I don't. I don't know. I mean, this house. Looking at the photos, and we'll link to the we'll link to the photos. Um, this this house is. I think it's pretty cool. It's described as like a French style architecture. I don't like it. Is it too like traditional for you? Yeah. It's it's fine, but like if you told me that this house was not in Toluca Lake and in fact was in, you know, the Hamptons, I would definitely believe yeah. you. Like it's it's very East Coast vibes, which maybe that's it what is. she's looking for. Um the the you know, the Encino place is a little bit more modern, contemporary farmhouse type of vibe. So Maybe she just wanted something totally different. I it's not me. Um, mm-hmm. I love her Encino place. I think it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. This one is is very nice, but it's very again East Coast vibes. And I know Father of the Bride was filmed in California, but it's kind of got that Father of the Bride house. Look exactly. To it. I I and that's the, I think that's why I like it. I mean, it has a tennis court, which is pretty cool. Really beautiful pool area, uh-huh. lawn, is backyard she out there tennis maybe maybe she will now that she owns a house with a tennis court (laughs) it was built in 1936 i can see i mean she is obviously uh, she appreciates antiques and you know just judging from her um home decor line that she has she she really does like that kind of like traditional very traditional style so i i can see i mean because her encino place is not that old and her nashville place was not that old no so i think yeah so i think that this is her chance to buy something that has a little bit of history in it the encino place is built in 2018 so it's like yeah brands making new right Uh, and then the nashville place must be like the 80 or 10 20 years yeah something like that this yeah. one, yeah, this one has, you know, that historic kind of charm to it. Mm-hmm. You can see is not my, again, not my personal style, but I ain't buying it. Uh, <laughs> it, it is significantly cheaper also than the Encino place. Mm-hmm. One could argue that it probably needs some work, though. I'm guessing if it's a True. 80-year-old house, I'm sure there's there's some work that needs to be done. Did you say how much she bought it for already? I, you, I think you did. Uh, I don't think I did. Um, she bought it for $5.445 million. Um, five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, 5,000 square feet. Gated. Gated. Yeah. Um, so that's it for making moves. Uh, just those two updates, Shaq and Kelly Clarkson. Two moves, two sagas. Too soon. Too much. Too draw too too much drama.
Now it's time for Celebrity Winners and Losers. This is the final segment of our show where we discuss the real estate deals that celebrities have made, and we pick one winner and one loser based on whether they did well or whether they were big dummies. Uh, (laughs) We always start with our loser, and for a purely numbers reason, as it usually is, our loser this week is the enigmatic beautiful musician Alicia Keys and her husband and her husband Swiss Beats who are not who are not dummies we would like to clarify they're not dummies and they're very they're very um savvy in the music industry and I think they are very well off I think they did pretty good in real estate as well this is um they made it into the loser spot by the 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 skin of skin of their teeth yeah. Um, Alicia is our loser for selling her Arizona vacation home for under asking and for less than what she and her husband bought it for back in 2008. They bought it for $3.9 million and they just sold it for $3.1 million. Mm-hmm. Um, they had tried to sell it a couple of times over the past few years. It first appeared on the market in 2016. And they priced it basically at what they bought it for, at $3.85 million. And that obviously didn't work for them. And so uh, they had a price drop. Back in March of this year, it was listed for 3.4. They obviously didn't get that. They got uh, 3.1. This house is... Okay, first off... Um, I, I, I would never see Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats buying... In Phoenix, Arizona, um, yeah. I don't know if there's like a, a active like hip hop and R and B scene there. Um, although I do, you know, Arizona is a gorgeous. Uh, the I mean, you can see in these photos the gorgeous landscape that surrounds this house is perhaps the biggest selling point. You're literally like looking out uh, the Great Valley of. Yeah, you're up in the hills. It's yeah. got great vistas. It's beautiful. Apparently, the buyer bought it for the views. It's a it's a local buyer who who appreciated the the vistas. So right, and looking at like the main bedroom has this wraparound um, window where it you're just surrounded by the mountains behind the bed. I mean, that's that I've never seen anything like that. So that's pretty cool. It's incredible. I mean, if you if you like desert landscape this home is for you and having I lived in Phoenix for a little bit I love the desert I love Arizona and this this home speaks to me but I can see how for a lot of people it wouldn't and I'm a little bit surprised I don't know not like Alicia and I go way back and I you know know her style but it it just doesn't yeah doesn't really seem like something I would see her buying Mm mm-hmm I can see why it didn't go for asking too, because there are features in the house that are kind of outdated. Like there's some cabinetry that that looks like it was done in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, it was built in 2001, so that tracks. Yeah, it's right. All that probably hasn't been touched since it was built. Um, there are some cosmetic updates because this is a $3 million house. Like it, you know, it needs to look like a $3 million house. And there are some features in it that don't look like features in $3 million house. So, but it's, be- I mean, I think it's, I think it's beautiful. I love it. 
Do you remember that house that she sold in San Diego? The Razor's Edge house? Oh, yeah. That was her, too. I forgot. That was her. And that was that was like an architectural gem. So she appreciates architecture. Like, she has an eye yeah. for, like, gorgeous, like, la- like, landscape details and just, like, views. And sh- she's keen to that. So that makes me kind of that that rationalizes why she might have picked up this place a little bit more um that makes a little bit more sense i completely forgot she had the razor house Mm Hmm. what a weird house that was too so weird but so modern and like architectural and just like wow talk about views um anyway so for a numbers reason alicia keys and swiss beats are our real estate losers of the week Okay, moving on to our winner. Our celebrity real estate winner of the week is Margot Robbie. The actress, she was our winner a couple weeks ago because she put a... Was she our winner purely because she put a gorgeous house on the market? (laughs) (laughs) We're like, thank you for blessing us with your real estate. Thank you for existing, Margot Robbie. No, Truly. we wouldn't do something like that. We, we would have more justification, I'm sure. Um, I thought maybe she was our winner because it was already pending. Yes, in that's less right. than a month's time, it it was pending after a week. That's why after seven. Yeah, her home was already contingent after seven days. Yeah, yeah. See, we're more rational than that. Yeah, and now it's sold. Uh, so she's our winner for selling her house in about a month's time and she got pretty much asking. I think she, she put it on the market for 3.475 and she took 3.465. So just a hair under what, what her asking price was. Um, I'm surprised it didn't actually go for more than asking. You said you weren't surprised. Well, here's why I'm not surprised. Okay. Number one, I feel like we have seen a lot of celebrities taking under asking. And I think the fact that a, this deal was able to get done so quickly and B that she pretty much got her price. Like and this house too, I think I mentioned this last time we talked about it. It's, it's in the thick of West Hollywood, which for some people is a very good thing. Um, but for some people, especially if you're buying this as like a family home, like noise is a a big deal. Like you're going to, and you, you're backed up to a very popular shopping and dining street. So there is going to be a lot of hustle and bustle behind you, which again, that could be a positive for some people or a negative for some people. Um, I mean, obviously we don't know who bought this house, but, uh, it it could be it could have been a deterrent for I don't know I'm I feel like I'm kind of dying on a hill that's slowly slipping but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'll never I mean we can speculate all day <laughs> we will and you know what maybe maybe there was literally one buyer and Margot's like oh we have one person interested and they want to give me asking and they want to close quickly. Let's do it. That's the deal. You're really writing a story for this for this place. She didn't want (laughs) to haggle. She didn't want to say, 
oh, let's see if we can get more. Let's let's push it out. Let's let's do another showing. Let's see if we can get more people. Margo just wanted to get it sold. Yeah, and I someone <laughs> came in and she said, "You get it, buddy." Uh, she's a businesswoman. She owns a production company. She is no nonsense. She's like, "This is what I want." We got it. Let's move on. It was quite the narrative that you have written here. Mm-hmm. I spoke to her. That's what. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that um, our records at Realtor.com show that this property is 98% more expensive than nearby properties. This is not. In, this is not the equivalent of your real estate agent pulling comps. So I'm. I'm not going to say with certainty um, how this lines up with the comps but if it is more expensive than her neighbors then that might have been why that might have been a reason for her to take the money too yeah to to be like oh you're gonna give me asking great because this this deal might not come around again right um but again there's also there's also a flood factor of one out of ten so no flooding (laughs) concern here you find that information exclusively on (laughs) realtor.com you're welcome product team um (laughs) Many reasons they could have not gone for over asking, but I mean, I think she still did pretty, pretty well. Yeah. You love this house. I love this I house. I do love this house. This is one of my favorites of the year. The navy blue dining room. So yeah. And when we do our end of year review, this will, this will be on the list of one of my favorites. For sure. For sure. So anyway, Margot Robbie for getting the deal done, girl. You are our real estate winner of the week. And that is it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to check out any of the stories we talked about today, you can go to realtor.com slash news. You can also go to your show show notes (laughs) in your podcast app. Uh, We'll have links there. You can also just go to Google, type in the topic and realtor.com and it should show up for you. And please leave us a five-star rating and write us a review if you have some extra time. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us by email, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular podcast at realtor.com. You can also find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at house party pod on all three. We would love to hear from you there. That's where we post a lot of the stories and the photos of the houses that we've talked about and just generally try to keep the conversation going. And we do definitely want to hear from you what you think about these places, what you think about the topics we talk about. Let us know what's working for you or what you hate. Uh, We love the feedback. Yes, we do. Thank you for tuning in. And we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.